This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie, And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. This episode of Mom Taraj is brought to you by Social E. Ash, remember last week when you confused me with numbers, but then brought it all around by talking about being the chaser of dreams? I mean, I barely remember this morning, but yes. It reminded me of how we, almost two years ago, struck out with the old podcast and started Momtourage. We no longer wanted to work for other people. We wanted to work for ourselves. Damn right we did, although I really miss stealing snacks from work. Takis, man, they are just so good. You have a real serious connection with Takis. Anyway, well, I looked into Social E like you had been mentioning and started the course. And it's not just for Momtourage, but it's also for my yoga business. You know, like so many other people, I now realize what it's like to be able to do it all from home. I don't really want to go back to the old way of working. My idea of what work is and where we do it has been totally turned on its head. I mean, I don't know how to do everything, so I started the course to help me, and now my mind is blown. I mean, you know I love to say I told you so. I mean, you do. This is so useful during this time. I feel like all of us are having this awakening about the quality of life, about how time and life itself is precious. I've heard so many people say that they are pursuing what they have always wanted to instead of what they thought they needed to. You know, it's so great to find a resource like this that can give you real step-by-step info on how to get your product and your business out there in a way that is unique and tailored to you. And once again, I say, I told you so. Okay, Ash, I get it. Thank you. You're welcome. And all you have to do is head to socialeconsulting.com to learn more and even get your free checklist with 27 hacks to unlock the power of user-generated content. Plus, don't forget, Montrage listeners get $50 off the Authentic Ad Accelerator course by going to AuthenticAdAccelerator.com slash Montrage. Happy Halloween! (laughs) (laughs) Nothing scarier than being a mother during COVID! (laughs) I can't even do a voice, I'm just laughing. Hey guys! Hi friends! Happy Halloween! Happy Scary Wednesday! Yup! Oh boy, and it's a... I'm still Carrie. What did you call me last Halloween? What was the scary name you came up with that was so bad? I don't know. <laughs> it was like Ashley Heron Bloodsucker or something really <laughs> bad. Anyway, we've got a great show for you guys. First up, we have got Elizabeth McNevin of Social E, and she's going to talk to us all about how to truly be a boss bitch. And then we're chatting with TikTok star Kelsey Pomeroy, who's going to talk to us about her case and his possible past life. I mean, probable past life? I mean, I think. I'm going to go for it, but we haven't talked to her yet. Yes. Anyway, I think it's going to be a very interesting conversation, so you're definitely going to want to stick around for that. And as always, we have a great show for you guys today. Hashtag swag bag, but up next, take away child of the night. (laughs) Kicking shit. Grab your boothing and let's do it. 
Halloween's my favorite episode ever. Guys, year. can I just tell you, we just got like a sponsorship pitch for something. I don't want to say what it is, but one of Carrie's ideas <laughs> was that she was going to do the whole episode in a Dracula voice. <laughs> I can't. And I was just like, are we actually sending this in yes, to a company? Actually- <laughs> yes. And we did. And we did. Uh, no word yet on if we got it. But <laughs> I'm going to go with a no on that one. <laughs> Listen, there was a million other pitches. They didn't have to pick the one where I do the whole episode. They did not. But, you know, <laughs> chaos in our lives. Chaos. Listen, it brings me joy. Okay, I'm going to go first with tits and shits. Okay. Well, the tits are, I love a Halloween episode. I love Same. being able to do creepy voices. I love talking about spooky ghosty things you know it's my fave but you know it isn't my fave but is still the tits is going to a million doctors to figure out what's the fuck is wrong with my broken old body so I'm finally getting some answers not all the answers we're slowly chipping away at the sarcophagus that is my mummified body and I'm here for it to quote Kanye put that pussy in a sarcophagus one of the most nonsense lines I've ever heard in my life but he's now ye he's changed his name I, I, to I, listen dude he is or walking around in a Michael Myers-esque mask around Paris. With a half a haircut. Do not. We no longer take anything he says seriously. (laughs) Well, evidently my body's here to tell me, guys. What the doctors have told me is what Drake says, which is I'm here for a good time, not a long time. So my tits are, my health insurance is allowing me to go to all of the doctors. Wow, that is a tit. That is a 75-year-old lady tit to be like, finally, health insurance. (laughs) But I'm going to all the doctors and we're slowly learning the answers of all the different ways that I'm broken and hopefully we'll be fixed, but for right now, it's just like, oh, well, that's why my vision has been blurred and I've been having headaches for a year and a half. You know, it's like sometimes you're just, it's nice to know that you weren't crazy. Right. Well, in that way, because yes. Lord knows I am crazy. The shits are still fucking bedtime, any kind of nap time bedtime for Luna. It takes like three hours. The Titanic went down quicker than this kid goes to bed. Let me tell you. <laughs> she is, speaking of ghosts and dead people, it's just a hot mess. Like if I don't give her the nap in the day, she does go down a little bit easier than it's like a one and a half hour hour thing instead of a three hour thing. You gotta break this. I know this is not a helpful tip. You gotta break it. An hour and a half at three, you need a life. It's Usually it's three hours. And then by the time she's done, I'm like, well, nothing got done. I gotta go to sleep now. It takes you three hours? Three hours to get that kid to bed. You gotta figure that out. I know I'm stating the obvious, but... I'm just saying I'm so tired of figuring things out. You know, like sometimes I'm just like so tired of figuring things out. Oh my God. But I know, I got it. Ashley, you wanna go? Sure. So my shits are that my son has terrifying nightmares. And by that, I mean, this happened once before and then it happened last night. He'll wake up, like last night we were sitting in bed, we were watching TV and all of a sudden we just like kind of like hear him crying and like crying and making noises in his bed. We went over to him and he's like awake but kind of in a sleep state and he's just like panicking but won't speak. Yeah, Luna's had those. Yeah, and the first time it happened, I was by myself with him and I like picked him up or sitting in the rocking chair and I'm just like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And he wouldn't tell me and it got to a point where I was like, honey. No, he's still asleep. I know. I've never dealt with this. So I was like, honey, I need you to tell me what's happening because I I'm really scared and I'm going to call 911. I don't know what to, like, I didn't know if this was a medical condition. I didn't know what this was. So then last night it happened again and it was Matt's first time dealing with it and he was panicking on top of it. It was just bad. And then it turned out he's sick. 
He is sick once again. Mm. I was so freaked out the first time it happened. My mom happened to be here that night. And the next morning I was like, did I do that as a kid? She's like, yeah. And it used to freak me out. I was like, you got to talk to me. You got to tell me that you're okay. And eventually he did. I said, was it a bad dream? And he would just shake his head. Yes. So Sebastian ended up sleeping with us last night. And there's nothing better than waking up to your sick child just breathing two inches away directly into your face and knowing. I'm next. Uh, You viral load, you are working your way into my body and I just pray you're not COVID because I have Johnson and Johnson. I am still getting over the little sickness that Luna gave me. I I feel like like I'm coming down with something. So um, that's great. My tits are are, I guess my tits are twofold. I got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. You got tits, two of them, so that's good. Right. Mm-hmm. I got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I was, like, in such a rush to get a vaccine. We were offered a, like, kind of a special opportunity. We went and we got it. I won't even get into it because I, I don't want backlash. But, you know, since then, those of us who have had the Johnson & Johnson, there are multiple articles written on how we feel left out, like all this booster shot shit and you know, then it came out last week that it's almost like completely worn off for people who have Johnson & Johnson. But then it came out yesterday that we're going to be able to get mix and match boosters. I know. Exciting. I am going to get to be like the rest of you people with a Moderna or a Pfizer vaccine. Do you need me to get a Johnson & Johnson to make you feel equal? Here's the thing. I don't think they offer Johnson & Johnson anymore. I'm pretty sure that like shipping that off, that they are like not even offering it in the country anymore. So, so that's good. I'm very excited because you know how serious I am about all of this. I booked my first acting job in like two years. Congratulations, lady. Thank you. I'm very excited. You know, I'll share more. I don't know if I can share anything else. It's not huge, but it's a commercial. It's good money. And uh, I was like, wow, look at me, 20 pounds heavier. And I still got it. Yeah, yeah, get it, girl. You know. Nothing a little shapewear can't uh, fix on set. Amen, sister. I mean, I'm loading up on the good probiotics, you know, the pickles, the the kombuchas, the kimchi, all the things to make me do the poopies. Yeah. The spooky poop. Ooh, diarrhea. (laughs) To drop a few, uh, a couple extra last minute pounds because I'm not willing to do the Oscar Victoria's Secret fashion show diet, which is don't eat, (laughs) still love my food. So, you know, all is well. And Halloween is going to be super fun. We have Luna's birthday. Oh, we do have Luna's birthday. Yeah. Totally. What is Sebby being for Halloween? Sebby is going to be an old school ghost, like a sheet ghost. You told me about that. I didn't know if he had stuck with it, you know, because kids change their mind. Ask me if I've made it yet. Have you made it yet? Nope. Haven't had time. I haven't started working on the rest of our costumes. We have Luna's costume, but... What's Luna going to be? A dino? No, she's the Lion King. And I'm supposed to be young Simba. She is. And I am supposed to be Nala. Nala. And Lee's supposed to be Pumbaa or Timon. He would rather be Timon, but his waistline is saying Pumbaa. Luna at one point said that she wanted to switch and she wanted us to be... I forget what she said. It was something ridiculous. I don't know what it was. But that daddy still had to be Pumbaa. Mm. (laughs) Also, today, Luna said to me when she first woke up, mom, mom, when I didn't wake up to that, she said, get up, little homie. I don't know where she learned little homie, but she said, get up, little homie. Oh my God, that's so funny. Well, and then she started saying, come on, old man, to everyone when they're being slow. 
Like, where did she learn these? That's t- a you statement. I say, come on, but I don't yes. say, come on, old man. But whenever things take too long, you're like, I'm like an old lady. She goes, come on, old man. Then she's like, get up, little homie. So funny. Anyway. Should we chat with Elizabeth McNevin? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. After 10 plus years of experience in e-commerce and digital PR, working for companies like Wedding Wire and Travel Channel, our next guest, Elizabeth McNevin, started Social. With a background in content marketing, her strategy heavily focuses on storytelling to elevate brand messaging. Whether teaching entrepreneurs the basics of advertising or increasing revenue 10 times, her goal remains the same, to become a partner to help grow your business. Whenever I do these intros, it makes me feel, this is me, This we're going to make it about me for a second, Elizabeth. It makes me feel so unaccomplished. I'm like, Carrie Sotero has brushed her teeth this morning and has taken all of her meds. Please welcome. (laughs) I mean, honestly, you're ahead of me in the brushing your teeth. So congratulations. You're more accomplished than I. Elizabeth is not only like an ad marketer, content strategist, creator of social, but she's also a mom. So thank you so much, Elizabeth, for coming to join us. And we won't make it about ourselves anymore. We'll just make it about you. It's your time to shine. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. So I've always said, like as a joke, because my favorite feel good movie is Working Girl. I've always said that I have a mind for business and a bod for sin. However, it turns out that I can't mind my business and I have a bod for gin. Obviously, I'm not winning in any of those departments. What made you get into all of this? Like, has your mind always worked in this way? Like, what drew you to this work? No, never. Not at all. Well, owning a business, I basically was sort of thrown into it, honestly, when I was part of a company-wide layoff. And I found out that I was six weeks pregnant. So that's what got me. That's not stressful. No, not at all. Um, But the opportunity sort of presented itself. I always wanted to start my own business and I love working in the corporate world and my career, you know, basically started when social media wasn't even a job title yet. So I always had the idea of starting my business, but just never took the leap. So when I was laid off and I was pregnant, I thought now or never. And here I am almost five years later. Can you just give us a concise explanation of what it is exactly that you do? Oh, sure. Yeah. So I would say in 10 words or less, I... (laughs) I mean, that's ambitious. Yeah. Yeah. Boutique social media advertising agency working with e-commerce small businesses, most of them being women-owned. Love that. Almost all of them being mom-owned businesses. There are so many people out there that don't have, you know, that do something completely different than what Carrie and I do, than what you do. So I really want the listeners to have a very clear idea of what it is exactly that you do. So in that, does that mean you manage the social media? You manage the posting? Really lay it out there for us. So social media advertising is basically anything you see that's sponsored in your feed, right? So I do everything from copywriting, creative, audience targeting. I find you on Facebook and I will target you until you buy something from my brand. Ooh, I love that. (laughs) I used to do social media management, which was like posting and daily engagement. I did that throughout my career. And then when I started my business, I felt like advertising was an opportunity a lot of small businesses 
didn't know how to do. So that's when I really decided to go that route. That was the distinction I really wanted you to make because I feel like, you know, even us, like I manage our social media and I do it okay job. But I feel like before meeting you, I didn't really think that there was this difference in what you do and what I do. But there is a significant one. Right. As a person now who's had like two small businesses, this obviously being one of them, it's hard to do everything. You don't have time to do everything. And so when you're trying to like create the brand or the content or the product or whatever your business is, you don't really have time to do the other stuff, which would then grow your brand. And so really outsourcing some of that is so key in being able to sustain a business. For sure. I'm going to go ahead and assume there's a lot of people out there that are like Carrie and I that have no real business education. (laughs) Carrie went to school for theater and I was a communications major, which, you know, what the hell does that even mean? So where do you recommend somebody, a woman out there that is starting up their own business really starts with all of this? So I graduated with a marketing degree. So I had marketing background, right? And then my career was in social media marketing. But when I started my business, I had no entrepreneurship background or anything. I had no idea where to even start. And this was four and a half years ago, almost five years ago. And I decided to just hire a coach. And honestly, it was the best thing I've ever done. Just someone to just tell me how to set up a website. Do you know what I mean? It was investing in yourself in that way was even though I had no clients, nothing at the time, I didn't even know where to begin. I had to start somewhere. And so hiring a coach, talking to mentors, joining other groups that I could talk to people about entrepreneurship really is what helped me at the very beginning. And quite honestly, I still invest in myself today with different mastermind groups and coaches. I love that mastermind group. It makes me think of like a bunch of women evil geniuses. I love that visual right there. It it sort of is. It sort of is. What is like one tip that you can give our listeners that would jumpstart bringing in income to their business from your years of experience in marketing? Well, I could go two different routes with this answer. The first one I'm going to go with showing up on social media because I think that it's become so overwhelming, right? Being able to show up and post every day and what platform should you be on and everything like that. And really, I sort of want to take it back to the roots of, because I'm so passionate about social media. I love it, but I don't necessarily love going live on Instagram stories every day. So I understand where people feel that hesitation to do it, but I believe that you need to make it fun. You need to go back to the roots of connection and authenticity and really showing who you are, even if you're a product-based business, because people still want to hear your story. In the end, social media is still the best way to connect with your audience. And it's a way for people to get to know you, whether you're a coach, uh, a product-based business, a podcaster. Um, And when you add advertising into the mix, it just, you're gaining more exposure to a potential audience. In coaching people, what do you think feel is everyone's biggest fear around starting their own business and making money? I feel like that's such a loaded question. You know, go for it. (laughs) I have the shortest answer is not finding clients or losing them or not finding customers if they're a product-based business um, and being able to scale their business. Go ahead. One of the things I've learned in my other business, which is I'm a yoga meditation teacher, is that you sort of have to trust that there'll be like ebbs and flows. And if you lose a client, that another client will come. You have to just keep at it 
market and trust that client retention is important, but also trust in the flux of staying at it. And I mean, I don't have a business degree. Like I said, new people will come that it's kind of like an ebb and flow and staying the course and just continuing to put out quality product is important. Honestly, you sort of hit the nail on the head because, or you did, because I feel like that's how I've grown my business. Because if I lost a client, it brought an opportunity to bring in another client. And it just so happened that client had a bigger budget. Then I just started slowly feeling like if I lost a client, it wasn't actually the end of the world. And I think a lot of people worry that it, it will be the end of the world. Mm. And, it, and it's actually a sign that something is better around the corner. So I feel like that's how I've been able to scale my business. I've heard so much both from my, I say my husband, but we're not married, my partner and my friends who are in business that one of my main issues is that money is like a mindset. Is that something you believe in? That it really is like the whole issue around money is really a mindset issue? I actually do. I resisted this for so long. I didn't want to believe that it was a mindset issue, but I think that's what relates to the fear of starting a business. You have to be in the right mindset and ready to see those ebbs and flows and be ready to lose a client because another one is right around the corner. You know, speaking from a completely personal point, I have been in this industry of entertainment media for so long that my biggest issue is actually believing in my worth and asking for that. That's because for so long I have worked for free that you would never expect a dentist to work for free. But as soon as somebody Well, you wouldn't want to go to a free dentist. That's for damn sure. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Like, there's some groundwork that has been laid in our industry. You know, Carrie and I both have backgrounds as actors. She's been a lot more successful than I have. And I've taken an approach where I want something, I'm just going to make it myself. I want a certain kind of role or a certain kind of project. I'm just going to do it myself, which often leads to me being out of money in multiple ways. So now I'm at the point where it's very difficult. I have like a real psychological block when it comes to asking for money. And it's very scary to me. So I think that question is so, it, it really is. There's so much to this money mindset thing. What are some traps you think people get into when trying to sell themselves or their business on social media? Not saying authentic for sure. I think people are getting really savvy to it and also like annoyed when people aren't being authentic. And something about the pandemic has really leveled the course where people are not taking bullshit. You're like, yeah, you're photoshopping, get over it. Like, I'm going to sound like the oldest old lady getting hip to it these days. Get a little hip (sighs) to it. I mean, you even look at just motherhood influencers, which is a business that they make money through sponsored posts and all these other things. Everything is beige and everything is brown and all the toys are wooden and their children only eat homemade baby food that has an umami palette. That's not real. Parenthood is the messiest disaster. I mean, it's a great, beautiful disaster sometimes. Sometimes it's you want to bang your head up against a wall. It's like an apple box that I've been standing on for years because it drives me crazy that people want to present this image when it's like, you know what? I had shit on my thumb the other day because I had to wipe my kid's ass and that's real. That's real. Mm -hmm. So who are we kidding? As a mom and a wizard of social media, that's what I'm calling you, a wizard, what advice do you have for parents about their kids and social media? Because this is one we get all the time. Oh gosh, I don't even know if I have the right answer to this, honestly, because I struggle with it myself. My son, he's almost four. He can't make decisions about social media. So I'm in this weird spot of sharing him on social media, right? Because I think that people have questions about that too. And I do share him on my business 
business account, but it doesn't mean that I haven't thought twice about it and about mm. him being out there as this almost four year old, not being able to make decisions for himself. I don't know. I don't know if I could do it if I was younger, be on social media as a kid, honestly. And I love social media. So I think it's just balance. And being able to really don't have the right answer. I really don't have the right answer. I struggle with it myself. Well, that's an answer to not having an answer. You know what I mean? And a very honest, authentic answer. Tell people about all your different business offerings, about social, about coaching, all of it. Tell everyone everything. This is like sell yourself. All right. So I do one-on-one Facebook, Instagram ads management. So I will take care of everything. You hand me your brand assets and I will get your brand out there on advertising. That's the first way you can work with me. You can go to my website, socialeconsulting.com and book a call with me. I have a course that is called the Authentic Ad Accelerator and it's basically how to repurpose content to create ads that convert. That connection that you have through your organic content, user-generated content, ads that don't look like ads and put them into your campaigns and sell your brand. Do you kind of brainstorm them or is it like, hey, we as Momtourage are coming to you. We have this funny video of our kids doing this and we'd like to figure out a way to use this as an ad on socials. So this authentic ad accelerator course is going to be DIY, but because it's so new, I'm going to offer a Facebook group to ask me questions throughout cool. through the end of the year to make sure that people feel really comfortable about. It's just basically not your typical Facebook ads course there's so many ads courses out there. I do think that people need to learn how to advertise going on the back end of the ads manager and not boosting posts. Do not boost posts. Oh, really? I've done that for us. And I can tell you, it's like good for one or two. And then your numbers significantly dwindle. Right. And this year for a limited time, I'm offering it at $197. And I will give your amazing listeners $50 off. Love that. Everyone, the code is in the show notes. The last thing is so you can work with me one-on-one. We can do consulting. We can do DIY, authentic ads accelerator. And the last thing is if you have no idea where to start and you just need to learn how to get user-generated content, I have a free checklist with 27 hacks to get users talking about you on social media. And you can get that at socialelizabeth.com. Oh, that's wonderful. So one of the things we ask lots of our guests is as a mom and a business person, in your opinion, what do you think is the number one most important thing we should outsource in our household if we have the means to do so? I love this question. I have no hesitation but to say childcare because not hiring help right away when I started my business was one of the biggest mistakes I made because I thought that I could build this business during nap time. And it took me eight months to hire someone. (laughs) So I never looked back when I hired our first sitter. All right. So Elizabeth, plug yourself, plug Social E, tell the people where they can find everything, sign up, all the goodies. Okay. You can find me on uh, socialeconsulting.com. That will have ways to work with me one-on-one. If you just need some consulting to do audits for your ad account, if you want to take DIY authentic ad accelerator, program. Everything is there on socialeconsulting.com. That's amazing. Anything else you want to leave our listeners with? Any thoughts, tips, suggestions, wisdom, anything? Just remember, do not boost a post. Please don't use boost a post. Use Facebook ads manager. <laughs> Thank you. Ad that doesn't look like an ad always works. I see 
4% higher conversion rates. I see 28% higher engagement rates. That's why I love what I do because I can give you these stats and help you scale your businesses through content that doesn't look like an ad. Those tips are really, really good. Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us and helping us all take this first step to making some real money with our businesses. Yes. Yes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We found our next guest on our favorite platform these days, TikTok. Kelsey's Child has been talking about some past life possible stuff and a friend, actually my babysitter, sent it my way because of what I've been talking about on the show with my daughter, Luna. And Kelsey's TikTok has hundreds of thousands of followers and she's absolutely hysterical. I went down, as I call it, a TikTok K-hole on your page. She's a mom and a former high school teacher and now officially one of the momtourage. Please welcome Kelsey Pomeroy. Hi, Kelsey. Hey, thanks for having I am very excited to hear about this. I mean, I've seen the videos and stuff, but Carrie is convinced that her daughter is having similar things, and I'm convinced that she's not. Yours actually <laughs> seems like it's happening. We believe in it. Yes, no, I totally. Well, I'm not sure where I stand on it. Well, so. we believe in it, but Carrie like wants it to be so, so badly that I feel like she's probably talked about it in front of her kid and like, I swear I have it. She's like whispering in her ear at night. Carrie, they hear everything. Anyway, <laughs> first of all, congrats on being pregnant. So this is baby number two, right? How you feeling? Thank you. Pretty good. Pretty good. Another boy and I were closing it no more good for you I have a boy and it is just two and done how old is your oldest uh he will be turning three next week oh so Aluna what day um Friday oh hers is the 30th they're one day apart oh really and she'll be and she'll be three maybe they can remember their past life because they're so close to Halloween and he's gonna be three okay so that means that both of our children were conceived on a triple moon no way Well, he was born at 37 weeks. The 29th into the 30th was astrologically a triple moon, a triple, it was a a full moon. Yeah, but he was born early. He was due November 16th. Right, but he was born on, oh, not conceived, right? Right, so then the conceiving date would be different. (laughs) I never mind. That was a me bad. I was like, no, (laughs) the penis went in the hole at a different time, my friend. Also, like, how would I know when you conceived? Like, I'm so creepy. I'm like, you have. Sex under when a I was staring out your window, I was looking in and I saw you doing it and making it, and I did a spell amongst you. And it's so creepy. <laughs> Sorry, I was mixing up. Never mind. This is hello. I'm a blonde. We've alluded to this, so please give us the full picture here. Tell us a little bit about what's happening with your son. What was your reaction? What's been going on? Like, give us the paint the scene. So 
to start out, he's been obsessed with maps since he was like a baby. Like when everybody else's children were obsessed with like trucks or princesses or Paw Patrol or whatever. He was obsessed with maps. Like we are in the process of mounting a GPS by his car seat so that he can watch because he is so obsessed with road names and maps and where are we going and are we lost? And and we just thought that was his like particular quirk. His bedroom is map themed. Like there's maps all over his walls. He gets maps for his birthdays. Yeah, he's obsessed with maps. And that kind of goes in with what he was saying about his possible past life. We were driving in the car last weekend and he was silent for quite a long while, which is rare. Out of nowhere, and we weren't talking about it. My husband and I were just talking in the front seat. He says, one time I was an adult. We're like, okay, cool. You were an adult. And he goes, yeah, I was an adult, but then I sunk and I became a kid again. And I was like, what? What do you? And we just kind of looked at each other. First of all, we didn't know that he knew that people could sink because we're not particularly interested in letting him watch people die of drowning. So. Oh, okay. I didn't understand. I was like, does that mean he went to hell? Like what is sunk me? Now I understand it's a drowning reference. Okay. Got it. Well, and later on, I found out that maybe I was wrong in my assumption that he drowned in the water. So when he said sunk, I thought he meant drowned. And so we asked him, we're like, what do you mean? He said, well, when I was an adult, I was an adult until I sunk and then I became a child again. And I'm like, okay. And then we didn't really press him further. And then a couple hours later, he said, yeah, when I was an adult, I had a map and I was searching through the sand. And when I finally found the water, I sunk. And then that's when I became a child. And I'm like, that's a little more specific. Yeah, that's very specific. Is he Brendan Fraser in The Mummy? Oh my gosh. (laughs) If I had a daughter, her name would have been Evelyn because I am so obsessed with that movie. Could have been a logical (laughs) thing then. Yes. So I asked him, I said, did you sink like in a boat? Were you on a boat? And he said, no. I said, okay, how did you sink? And he just kind of like ignored it. But he just reiterated that he was in the sand for a long time and that he was looking for water. And when he finally found the water, that's when he sunk, said, and then I became a kid. And a couple days later, out of nowhere, he said, I sunk in the sand. Is that even a real thing? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Wow. I mean, yes, I guess. I don't know. Um, First of all, I am really certain that he doesn't know what quicksand is. Like he watches TV and stuff, but like I can't think anything that he has ever watched with quicksand in it. Being like a a little child in the 80s, I remember quicksand was like a real thing they put on shows all the time, like a real... Yeah, like Princess Bride. Yes, like a real possible outcome, but I don't think they do that anymore. So No, I even looked it up to see because my only thought was maybe he does like Dora the Explorer, and I mean first season. There's like one episode with Icky Quickie Sand, but he didn't call it that. And he hasn't even gotten to that episode. And I don't know. I'm into this kind of shit anyway, as she mentioned. So almost every kid that talks about it when they're in this age this is the prime age like three to five or whatever they always say they were searching so he said he was in the sand searching for water and Luna told me that she was uh, walking around looking through houses trying to find her searching 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 for her family until she got hungry for lunch she was just a realtor (laughs) 
trying to make a sale. <laughs> so hungry. Yeah. I got to put these cookies in the oven. I'm going to light some candles. <laughs> so what happened was we drove my husband to the airport so he could go see his family. It was the first time she got like sad about him leaving. And she was like, I'm so sad. I'm so sad. And I was trying to explain it's okay to be sad, especially when you love somebody if that they're coming back. So it's okay, but it's okay to feel sad. And she goes, I'm as sad as I was when I died 200 years ago. That's a specific number, especially from a two-year-old. And then she goes, and then I died again later, a hundred years ago. And I go, what? And then I said to her, well, when did you become Luna? And she goes, me, Luna, in my body? And I go, yeah. And she goes, hmm. About three years ago. She's heard you talk about it. It's too specific. No, and then she said, I said, well, what do you mean? What was happening? I was looking around for my family and I couldn't find my home. And I was I was all around looking, looking, looking for such a long time, for a long, 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 long time. And I was getting hungry for lunch and I just wanted to find my family. And then I found you. And then I became baby huh. Luna. My two-year-old has no concept of time. So if he told me 200, 100 years ago, like, does she try? truly mean like does she understand what that means I mean I've never said 200 years ago she repeats what I say when I say give me two minutes so she will say give me two minutes but it's more like she just knows that's the sassy thing I say when I need some time I don't think she understands time I mean I have a four-year-old who has no concept of time he'll play a game in the car where he will be like this is so weird but he'll say like what's bigger one or one million and I'm like one million and he's like what's bigger one million and ten or one million and I'm like dude you don't understand values at all <laughs> so I, I don't know that she could I don't know whatever I guess my argument to your point is that if she doesn't understand the concept of time where right. did she get 200 and 100 if not she remembered it I don't know the thing is I've just noticed this reoccurring theme of they were searching and searching and searching. Mm -hmm. And they're always searching for something different. It's just very interesting. Because I don't see my kid walking around and be like, I'm searching and searching and searching for a Lego. She doesn't usually say, I've been searching and searching and searching. So anyway, that was weird. Have you reached out to anyone or talked about it to explore it? I mean, obviously you've talked about it on TikTok, but have you talked to some kind of... Or has anyone reached out to you about it? Like an expert reached out via TikTok? There was somebody and I had never heard of him before, but but my comment section apparently has heard of this person um, who's like verified on TikTok and he commented on it. He's written a New York Times bestseller. I would have to look him up. He's like a psychic medium who's written like a New York Times bestseller, I guess. So okay. he just gave me some, he gave me the names of a couple people who have like done studies on it. But he was like, oh yeah, it totally sounds like a former life experience. He believes that it is a former life experience. Just you know, from his little blip in the comment section. And uh, I guess there's like a study uh, with the University of Virginia. Yes. So there's a whole podcast, I'll send it to you if you want, Mm -hmm. that dealt with this actual study where they went back and they interviewed these kids and they found that out of like 10 kids, six of them could be completely verifiable. I I listened to that podcast. Those kids were able to give enough information. Yeah, well, they went back, like the one kid who was a jet pilot in a past life. And it's just because they could verify the random person person they mentioned, No, well, right? they could verify many of the things, not just one thing. Right. Another little kid said that he was a famous, like, uh, Hollywood agent. What a past life. I want that. I know. They could confirm everything, and then that kid got to meet the actual man's 99-year-old sister, and he was like, we had a sister, and she, he started saying, oh, we had a sister. Remember, she gave him this for her birthday, and then she got polio or whatever, and everything was right. He was conversing with 
the sister knowing things that only that they would know from their childhood from like the 40s. So how old are these kids? Most of them have the first experience at three, four, five, and then it goes away later. That's what I wanted to know. As they get older, can they remember these things? Mostly not. Mm -hmm. It's like the window shuts at some point. Right. Actually, when he said it, when the first thing he said was like, I became a kid again, because just like he has no concept of time, my child has no concept of death at this point. And so when he said, and then I became a kid again, I turned to my husband and I said, oh my gosh, we're in the window. I was wondering if this was going to happen. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, past life experiences. Like we're finally in the age window. I was wondering if he would ever say anything about that. This makes me wonder if... If I'm just like very quick to dismiss the things that come out of my kid's mouth and like, you know, like I'm not quick to be like, oh, it must be a past life or if he's just not <laughs> capable of this. I don't think it's every kid, but I do think kids have that kind of like opening. Well, it's kind of like Rugrats, right? Like there's this imaginary world in Rugrats where the kids all talk to each other, but parents don't understand them. And then they get older and that they're no longer capable of that. I did not remember that detail of Rugrats. <laughs> Always here for your fun pop culture references. Thank you. Yeah, they just say that like they're more like tethered to that place. That's why you should always trust the kids instinctively. If they're like, I don't like that person. Like their spidey senses are out. They can see ghosts or whatever mm-hmm. or a past life. So I just think kids are open. Maybe not all of them remember what incarnation they're in. But I think almost all kids have that spidey sense about them. Huh. Are you going to talk to anybody about your son or are you guys kind of just leaving it as it is? So I asked him a couple follow-up questions. The most requested follow-up questions were for me to ask what his name was as an adult. And he just responded with his current name now. And any follow-up questions I asked did not get what I believe was a true response. He has talked about it on his own three times. And those three times, he's given me information that I felt like I didn't feed him. Um, So I'm afraid that if I keep asking him questions, that I'm just going to put it into his head. Me too. I'm just waiting to see if he says anything else. And I know that everybody really wants an update, but as of right now, I got nothing. Was he distressed at all? Because Luna said she was sad when she, and she was acting sad when she told me. He was rear-facing, so right. I didn't get to see You his said face. he was quiet too, but you said he was- He quiet. was, yeah. He Pensive. was more introspective, mm-hmm. like he was remembering. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, yeah. so fascinating. He also, like I said, doesn't understand the concept right. of death. So I don't know if he truly understands what right. he was saying. Well, that makes it more compelling, actually. Right, because he described death without knowing what death is. Also, I just have to say thank you for basically doing God's work, which is being a high school teacher, because I cannot even remotely... Even though I'm a former high school. (laughs) High school, like that is such a crazy age. Do you have any sage wisdom and advice for moms who have kids in high school? So the best advice I've heard applies to both toddlers and teenagers, which I feel like is about everything with toddlers and teenagers. They want snacks, they want naps. They want independence, right? But it's hard for parents to remember that the problems that your teenager is having is life altering for them, right? So it's so easy for us to be like, you don't have to pay the bills. And a lot of teenagers do have to pay the bills, but um, you don't have to pay the bills. You don't have to worry about all these adult problems. Like you've got it easy. So what you're fighting with your best friend, it's not the end of the world. It's so easy to like push that off. But like to them, it is the end of the world. Like their problems are as big as your adult problems. And so you should treat them 
with that much respect. Oh, that's such a wonderful piece. I mean, I was talking about this the other day, except I was talking about 20 year olds. And I was just like thinking about, you know, people wanting like love advice and tolerating shit. And I was just like, my old married self is like, why are you even dealing with it? Just like move on. Who gives a shit? This person is not worth your time. Like move on. But I remember being in that phase and being like, this is the biggest deal of everything that's going on right now. So what a wonderful piece of advice. Thank you. And it's so hard. Same thing. Like I have to remind myself every day with my three-year-old when he's having a meltdown because he can't eat his shoe or whatever. Mine tries anyway. That is the biggest problem in his world right now. And me explaining it away or telling him to get over it is not going to make him feel supportive or make us move past it. Oh, that's such good mom advice. Plug your TikTok. Tell everybody where they can find you so you can get more followers. I'm at Kels What Else. Can you update us if anything else happens with your son or if you decide to, um, yes. you know, like really look into it or anything? I'm not going to lie. I'm a little worried that if I look into it, I'm gonna find out that he like is just regurgitating an episode of Dora but I will totally update you if he comes to me with some more information yeah keep us posted yes thank you Kelsey it was so nice have a happy Halloween (laughs) it's so nice to talk to adults hashtag swag bag So I do this thing where every year I try to buy something Halloween-y that matches my everyday aesthetic. You do? I do. (laughs) I do. Why are you surprised? What did you buy last year? Uh, I didn't find anything last year. How spooky! (laughs) But before that, I have like these salad tongs that are like bird talons and they're like like a brass. I thought you meant... Something like clothes. I was like, what spooky clothes do you add to your yeah, wardrobe? I shop at Hot Topic. Um, <laughs> no, I like something home decor you know? I like like elegant Halloween shit, you know? I don't usually, I'm not like the Dorinda Medley Halloween style. But I usually find it at Target. And when I find it, I just go for it and I buy it. This year, I bought these Halloween plates. They're six inch stoneware hand appetizer plates. So they're super small, like smaller than my hand. And it is a black black ceramic plate with a white skeleton hand on it and it is so cute they were three dollars each at target um they're from threshold you know that brand threshold that target has Mm -hmm. they are like perfectly spooky but i plan on using them all the time yeah they sell out i don't even i'm trying to see if they even have them in stock right now no there's only in stock in store by me but they have other ones that they've done this halloween like there's one that's has like a bat with a moon on on it. I saw one with a cat. These little like Halloween touches that I just want to use all year long. I love this stupid little plate. I ordered three. One broke in the mail so I only have two now. I mean for six dollars how do you beat that? Th- I'm sorry for three dollars how do you beat that? But I mean you don't. It's linked in our bio. It's so 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 cute and I can't wait to use it for Halloween and all it's year. It's so spooky. It's Ugh. so spooky. What's yours? I got the I possible Polaroid camera. Remember, I couldn't get it to work at your houses because I had it and wrong. But I did figure out how to work it. And I'm not 
saying they take the best pictures. That's I mean, not that's what I'm not here what for. Polaroid cameras are known for. So I have lots of other vintage Polaroids, but this is one that's like a new version of the old camera and it hooks up to your phone. So you have all these options, shutter options and uh, selfie options. And I've just really enjoyed, it makes me slow down because you only have like 10 pictures. So you can't just like, you know, everything in our life, technology and everything is making us speed up. I read that TikTok is causing ADHD in people. <laughs> Which, what a surprise. I know. A thing that tells me I have ADHD all the time causing ADHD? What? It makes too much sense. That's scary. Ooh. I like hobbies that make me slow down, that there's no fast track. And so walking around on the weekends with my Polaroid camera and being like, what is worthy of these 10 frames that I yeah. have? So I've just started bringing it places or taking just like little fun Polaroids of Luna. It's very hard to take a Polaroid of a child because they don't sit still. But how's this spooky? Did you capture oh, we a ghost? Had to do spooky? No, I thought we had to do. Oh, I did I a Halloween had... hand plate, bro. I mean, keep it. It's fine. A Halloween hand job. Yeah. Um, I gotta find something spooky. Hold on. I mean, you could use it to go ghost hunting. I and could. then it's spooky. Then it's spooky. I guess the Dollar Tree and all the sh- shit they have for Halloween, how you can just make your own crafts. I don't know. Why is this the worst? That's not spooky though, is it? Yeah. I mean, what are you going to say? Like a fucking ghost detector? Dollar Tree. I talked about it before when we talked about wreaths, but Dollar Tree just has the most glittery, tchotchke kind of Halloween stuff. And I've made everything from like a little ring thing to put a candle in to a wreath for my front door. So I just like that Dollar Tree allows me to be... It lets your imagination run wild. It allows me to be crazy, scary. Very spooky crafty. That's my next album. Dollar Tree, do the right thing. We talk about you way too often. Crazy spooky cheap. Dollar Tree. And that's our show, guys. I'll see you in the afterlife. Have a happy and safe Halloween. We love you. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Herring-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.